Good morning. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Christ Center Church, where Christ is our central focus. We're so excited that you decided to join us for our worship service here this morning. We pray that you will have an amazing and unforgettable experience with us today. We know that you were already greeted by one of our greeters before entering our sanctuary, and we know that you were greeted with a smile by one of our ushers before you took your seat. But if you so happen to have any questions about our service today or any information about our church, feel free to see one of our ushers or come back out to our foyer area with our greeters. And we'll give you the information that you're looking for. Any questions that you have, we'll be able to answer that. We're here to serve you, and we pray that you have a great experience with us today. Just to get rolling with a couple quick announcements with what's going on in the month of November. Uh, we just want to remind you that every Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., we have our morning connections. Uh, that happens on Zoom where we have an hour of prayer, whether you want to join for 10 minutes or 30 minutes or the whole hour. Feel free to join us on Zoom. If you don't have that link, feel free to see one of our greeters. Uh, feel free to see one of our ushers or one of our members from our audiovisual team. We'll be happy to share the link with you for you and your family to join us for our morning connections. On Wednesdays from 12.30 p.m. to 1.30 p.m., the doors of our church are open. It is open to the community, so your co-workers are invited, your neighbors are invited, but join us for an hour of prayer, and we call that our Wednesday afternoon connections here at Christ Center Church. On Thursdays, transform your life spiritually and physically. Starting at 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., the doors of our church are open once again for an hour of prayer. You can join us at any time. The, uh, the Zoom link is still open for those who aren't able to make it in in-house. But following our hour of prayer from 6.15 a.m. to 6.45 a.m., Brother Razier Johnson leads us in an exercise class. All are welcome to join. If you are new to this congregation or you're just looking to dive deeper into the Word of God, we invite you to join us on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. on Zoom for what we call our Discipleship Series. This is a great place, a great platform for you to ask those questions in an intimate environment uh, as we dive deeper into the Word of God. If you don't have the Zoom link, feel free to see one of our greeters or one of our ushers and they'll be happy to assist you. Sunday School is in session. Join us before our Sunday morning worship service starting at 9 a.m. From ages 2 and up, there's a class for you. On Saturday, November 25th, from 4.30 p.m. to 7 p.m., we'll be partnering with the Rescue Mission of Trenton Emergency Center and hosting a Rescue Mission Dinner. We'll be serving approximately 200 people. We're asking for volunteers, and they must be 18 years or older. And volunteers are needed to help prepare and drop off menu items, as well as assisting with meal service, including setup, serving, and cleaning up after the event. Please see Brother Calvin or Brother Bradley for further details. Young adults, Friday, December 1st at 7.30 p.m. here at the church, we're having an event just for you. Let's have a conversation on healthy boundaries. This is not going to be something that you want to miss, so we invite you. Come out. Invite your friends. There will be light refreshments. We hope to see you there. It's that time of year again, our annual Christmas banquet. Join us 
on December 22nd at the Princeton Marriott at Forestville. Our banquet this year will be starting at 7 p.m. and the prices for adults 18 and above are $60. Ages 12 to 17 are $35 and ages 5 to 11 are $15. There's no charge for children four and under. Please see Sister Sylvia for payment and any additional questions relating to the Christmas banquet. These are all your announcements for the month of November. Be sure to stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook for all other updates. God bless. Everybody see you. Oh, 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 oh. 
put your hands together in this place. Everybody say the oh 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 Come on, lift it up. Say we will. We will praise the name of Jesus. We will praise the name of Jesus. We will praise the name of Jesus. That great that great name. You alone are exalted. 
Put your hands together in this place. Hallelujah. We serve a great God. No one else can compare to the God we serve.
You just are. You are everything except a failure, Lord God. You are everything that we are not, Lord God. And this morning, we lift you high. God, we bless your holy name today, Jesus. At the mention of your name, oh God, all will have to bow down, oh Jesus. And we thank you because you are everything, Lord God, that we need. And so we come to you in faith this morning, asking that you touch Sister Barbara and her mom, Lord God, that you would touch her family today, Lord God, that you would give them peace in the midst of what seems to be a storm right now, Lord God, that you would comfort them, Lord God. We pray for Brother Donovan Beckford this morning, that as he goes through surgery, that you would be with him, that you would touch the doctors, Lord God, that you would guide their hands, Lord Jesus, that you would give them the answers that they need, Lord God, to make him restored and whole, Lord God. Brother uh, Nick Kaminsky, Lord God, as he goes for brain surgery, Lord God, touch him. Touch him, Lord God. Touch the surgeons, Lord God. Allow him to come out and believe you for more, Lord God, for greater. Touch his mind, Lord Jesus. Allow him to be restored, that he will be made whole, Lord God. I pray that you will touch my husband this morning. Touch his body, Lord Jesus. Allow him to be made whole. I pray for the Hankins family today, Lord God. You saved them from a tragic accident because you're not through with them yet, oh God. You're not through with them yet, oh God. So I pray that you would touch the Hankins family, Lord God. That you would allow them to be healed. That you would allow them to be restored. That you would allow them, Lord God to come back whole, to come back better, to continue to spread your gospel, to preach your word, oh God. I pray that you would touch our own brother Kellyman this morning, Lord God. He's here in this house today, and we thank you for it. But we pray for 100% healing, Lord God, that you would touch his body, Lord God, that you would touch his mind, Lord God, that when the devil will try to tell him what you can't do, that you remind him of who you are and what you can do, Lord God. Touch Brother Alva this morning. Sister Jones and Sister Gabby, Lord God. Give them healing in their bodies, Lord God. Allow them to feel your presence right now. I dispatch your angels to them right now, Lord God. Allow them to feel your presence where they are, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray for Sister Maxim Campbell, Lord God. You know what she's going through. The brain tumor that sets in her brain, Lord God. We speak healing today, Lord God. We speak total healing today. We speak that your will would be done, Lord God. And it is not your will that any man shall perish. So we pray, Lord God, that as she goes through the surgery, that as she goes through this with the brain tumor, Lord God, that your will would be done in her life. That she would be saved, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray this morning for our own brother Andre, Lord God, that as he furthers his education, his knowledge, his wisdom, Lord God, that you would be with him as he seeks his law license, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, that he would use it for your kingdom, for your glory. We thank you for every gift that you place inside of each and every person in this room. And I speak right now that we would use those gifts and those talents for your glory, oh God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are, are touching each and every person right now, Lord God. And that you are renewing our minds, restoring our hearts. That you are touching those of us that have been broken, Lord God. That you are healing broken families this morning, Lord God. That if there is a marriage, Lord God, that is on the brink of, of divorce, 
I speak life into her right now, Lord God. I speak life into marriage. I speak life into family, Lord God. I thank you for the word that you're going to bring forth today, Lord God. Oh, Father, I pray that you use our pastor in a way that is mighty. I pray that you use him in a way that only you can, Lord God. That your word would not just come forth and that we would just be hearers of it, oh God. But that your word will come forth today and that we will be doers of your word. That your word will fall on good ground today, Lord God. That you will break up the, the mess inside of us and allow your word to be the change in our lives today, Lord God. That we would leave this place differently than when we came, Lord God. That we would leave this place knowing who we are in you. That we would leave this place bold. That we would leave this place knowing that you are a God. That you're not just a God that stands with us, oh God, but you are an army all by yourself. And that we can go into any battle, we can go into any situation, knowing that we don't just have a God, but we have the God who is an army all by himself. And that the fight is fixed, and that no matter what, we thank you because we win. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Let's continue to give God some praise as the praise and worship team comes. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Spirit of worship in this place, we want to continue to invite the presence of the Lord to be with us this morning. Hallelujah. God is getting ready to do something this morning. Get ready to receive it. Get ready to receive it. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your name. There is no one like you, Jesus. There is no one like you, Jesus.
worship Him. Worship the King of Kings. Worship the Lord of Lords. He deserves it. He put breath in your body. He put breath in your body. You have a reason to praise Him. You have a reason to worship Him. The devil tried to take you out. The devil tried to take you out. But you're still standing. You're still standing. Worship Him in the room.
worship you for me, Jesus. I don't want to compare my worship to my neighbor. I want you to honor my worship, Jesus. Honor what I have to you, Jesus. Receive my worship. All of my worship. Receive my worship. but to worship the Lord. They know they came through a hard week. They went through so much struggle to get here. But it doesn't matter what you've been through all week. You're in the presence of the Lord. And as long as you get in His presence, don't look to your left or to your right. Just look unto Jesus. I know there's a few people that came to worship the Lord that said, in spite of how good I look on the outside, but on the inside, I need Him. I need him to work a miracle in my life. Is that you? Lift your hands in the presence of the Lord. Lift those hands in God's presence. Come on, offer a worship unto your God. Offer a thanksgiving unto your God. Somebody shout a hallelujah in this house. Come on, it's between you and God right now. Don't wait till the music inspire you. It's between you and God right now. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and open your spirit that God will speak to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's an intimate moment. It's a moment of worship. It's a moment of privacy with God. Hallelujah. That God will get everything inside of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What a presence it is. You may be seated in God's presence. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a moment. What a time to be in his presence. That's all what matters in the end of the day. That's all what matters to be in God's presence. 
and knowing that when you're in his presence that you know that you have an understanding of whom you're worshiping and with that understanding you acknowledge what you must do to be saved and that's all that matters is for us to be saved it's for us to be a part of the church a part of the church that will be raptured one day yes and you have to identify with yourself are you ready to see the king of kings not just to worship him in this physical body but to dwell and re- live in his presence for eternity god bless you everyone who have come to be a part of this service today welcome to christ Center church where christ is our central focus we give god thanks for bringing here another sunday and for allowing us to be here this one more sunday come on look at your neighbor and say i'm glad to see you look at someone to your left door and say i'm glad to see you hallelujah Hallelujah. And at this time, we want to acknowledge our first, second, or third time visitors. If you're a first, second, or third time visitor, it is our customary, uh, a customary word that we acknowledge those who are coming for the first time. If you can stand, or it's your second or third, we want to have you stand at the time that we, at Christ the Church, acknowledge our guests who are here. Come on, put your hands together for our guests today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will give this space to our pastor, but I'm so excited to be today with my parents from Jamaica. They will do a, he will do a a formal introduction, but I give God thanks for my parents in Jamaica that came all the way up to spend time with her son and her daughter. We give God thanks for allowing us to be all together one more time. I haven't seen them since my wedding day, which was in 2021. And I give God thanks for their safe travels of being here. Giving God thanks. We put our hands together for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give God thanks for them. And we thank God for what he's done. Uh, we have just one a reminder. I know it was mentioned in our prelude service in terms of announcements. Uh, we will have the, on the 25th. Um, please see Brother Calvin, Sister Cook, Sister Wyatt, even myself. Please. Um, encourage uh, everyone in our, our saints regarding to our give back our rescue mission dinner on the 25th you can serve whatever capacity you can we need volunteers we need help we need people that will be willing to give me a blessing to this aspect of ministry we want to be a blessing in this aspect of ministry when it comes to reaching tools who are less fortunate and also providing them something that is very much, of course, a customary in this country. Everyone loves Thanksgiving. It's something that is something that's very personal. Whatever you have a personal story behind it, that's, that's between you and and your personal feelings. But for many people, they may not have an opportunity to be having a family that they could have a, a an, an opportunity to fellowship. And so this is an arm, and this is a continued tradition that I believe that this is something that will lead to greater things. So please see those such persons in their respective places, at the church, etc. And we'll be blessed. Thank you, God, for having us here. I'm excited to be in God's house. Are you? I said I'm excited to be in God's house. Are you? You don't look excited. I said I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. Are you? Come on. Can I hear somebody shout hallelujah in this house? Can I hear a hallelujah in this house? Can I hear a glory in this house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's offering time. It's offering time. It's offering time. It's offering time. We give God thanks for what he's going to do in this time of giving. I want everyone to stand in their respective places. We are going to be giving unto the Lord, of course, one-tenth of our earnings. 
of course, the gross, not the net. We, we, we tithe from the gross. We want to give the first sling, the first fruit, the, the best, the very best of what God is requiring us because it's required of the scripture to give unto the kingdom of God that we build and make more room for his kingdom to be established and expanded. At this time, you will, lead, you will follow the leading of our ushers. They're standing and they're here to serve. Please, they're at every endpoint of each row, and we want to continue to give a good offering because we have a lot to do for this, this church and for what God is doing to us at this time. Let's all pray. If you don't have an envelope, please see them. We're giving in our building campaign and also in our tithe and offering giving, all right? And you can also give electronically. That's above my head, the four ways of giving. Those who are at our kiosk stations, those who are standing there, Sister Heidea and Sister Crystal Haston. They are there to serve you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. Let's lift our offering. Can we just lift our offering before the I just feel let's lift our offering before the Lord. Lord, we thank you this time as we give unto you. Father, whatever we have in our hearts to give, we pray that we give unto it with a cheerful heart, a spirit of liberal giving, a spirit of a gratitude. Lord God, that's what you have given to us, we will give back to you because we know that we don't own such assets, such as possessions. We are just stewards of it, and we want to make sure your kingdom is built. And so, God, there even was a heart of a desire of people's um, desire to give a certain amount. And if they don't have it, God, I pray, Lord God, that in due season, I pray that you give them that desire. Because it's all about building your kingdom. It's about building the body of Christ. And, God, we need souls added to your kingdom, such as to be saved. This is the building and the furtherance of those coming in. So, God, that we will expand this house. We expand this actual property which you have given us, Lord God. And we thank you for every soul that has come. Give, Lord God, some 160 and 30 fold. And those who do not have to give, I pray that you bless them abundantly and their families. I pray a special blessing upon them in their giving today. In Jesus' mighty name, we all say, let the church say amen. And amen. Please lead follow the leading of our ushers, and at this time, we'll have our minister Scarlett to minister to us.
our feet and just worship Him. Somebody call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. We just worship Him in the room. power when we call that name Jesus. The name of Jesus is powerful. The name of Jesus is mighty. Things change when we call that name. I don't think we really understand that demons tremble at that name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're standing here today just to worship the name of Jesus because there's no other greater name. No greater name. We bless your name, Jesus.
church, worship Him. He's here right now. He's here right now. He reigns forever. He reigns forever. Lord, I tease, I tease him all the time and said, you're my last Lord. Pray for him for me, please. If you can remember Jordan, just pray for Jordan. Jordan and I drove to the men's retreat in September. We're driving up. And whenever Jordan gets in the car, he wants to control the music. And we got in the car and we're driving up to the men's retreat. And Jordan put the song on and said, Dad, this is it. This is it. And between him and the team collaborating and the songs they sing, they're all in it. Son, I love you. I know the devil on your case, but he's not going to win. What God has for you, the devil can't stop it. Don't worry about it. God's got your back. God's got your back, son. I love you. That boy is serious about serving God. Yesterday morning, I left out at 10.08, somewhere around there. And I was going to the men's retreat up in Secaucus. And we we drove up to Secaucus for men's meeting, men's service. And we were there for a while. And then after that, we left there about 1.30 and drove down to Farmingdale, New Jersey, where the McFarlands, where the McFarlands just moved in to a new facility and he was just right there with me 
he loves the things of God, pray for him. Because the devil been on his case. That's just how it goes. None of us are going to make it if the devil have anything to do with it. But we have to know that the devil can't stop us. No matter how much he get on our case, he can't stop us. And you need to know that. We win. So as much as he get on your case, as much as he try to get you to go in the wrong direction, if you will just trust God and obey God, we win. Amen. I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus. Y'all sure it's working? so glad that you all are here this morning and God wants to do something really wonderful in all of your lives I'm even I'm so sure about what God wants to do in your life I want to tell you to just take a couple moments and greet each other this is your commercial because I want you to be locked in after this for the next 45 minutes I need you to be locked in to hear what the word of God is saying so just greet somebody next to you and say, it's good to see you this morning. I'm giving you a commercial break. Brother Izzy, thank you so much. You do such a great job out there in the parking lot. Can't thank you enough. Audiovisual, we thank you. And all the people of God, the servants of God, we thank you this morning. We are blessed this morning to have Pastor and Sister Lewis with us all the way from St. Anne's, Jamaica. We're so glad to have them with us. I'm sure we'll have them just for a little bit. And at some point in time, uh, we'll, let you, we'll allow you to hear from Pastor Lewis and Sister Lewis. But we're just so glad to have them this morning. And uh, make sure you greet them and know, let them know how much we love them. Amen. Sister Teo, you've got a wonderful heritage. Amen. I 
know you have your own walk to walk. Because I know how that could be. Everybody wants you to be your mom. And you're not your mom. I got you. That's why you're here. Because I understand that. That you're not your mom. And what God has for you may not be what God had for your mom. So we're just going to let God do what God does. And he will make it, chart the course and let us see where he's taking you. But we have high hopes for what God has to do in your life. Amen. Don't forget, our Christmas banquet is December 22nd, 2023. We always have a good time. We're back at the Marriott. Last year we did not go to the Marriott. This year we're back at the Marriott. Uh, don't forget adults, 18 and above, $60. Young people, 12 through 17, $35. And children, 5 through 11, $15. As I mentioned to you, someone told me the other day that most churches, when they do their banquets, they charge $150 per person. Because that $150 covers the costs and puts some money in the church. here sometimes and I believe that the church it's a give and take in any relationship and just as you give and you serve in the kingdom of God I know you do it unto God but we're going to make sure you get something too whenever that's possible and when we do our Christmas banquet we go half with you as a church so it's probably more than half because when you count gratuity it's more than half. But at the Marriott during Christmas time, it's probably about $120 per person for the banquet. And then you add in 20% gratuity, so it's more than that. But we're not worried about that. We're going to let you know that we are in this together. And so if you would like to be at the Christmas banquet, $60 per person for adult. And... Uh, the rest of it get taken care of by the church. Invite somebody. Amen. And um, we're going to have a good time because we always do. And um, see Sister Sylvia and let her know that you're interested in going, even if you don't have your money right now. Just let her know you want to go. You're interested in going. Give her something down on it and keep giving it to her. One week before the banquet, all monies are due. One week because we have to send in the count as to how many people will be there. So please, would love to have you and come and enjoy good fellowship and great food with us December 22nd. Amen. If you will stand with me and turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 13, verse number 9. Genesis chapter 13, verse number 9. God wants to do something in this place this morning. But it's up to you what he does in your life. He will make himself accessible. Accessible. However you say it. He will make himself accessible to you. But what you do with the access is up to you. And really, it's always like that. Uh, sometimes we hold God to a different standard than what life is all about. And we want God to do something different than what 
common courtesy or proper behavior is. God has given us access and it's up to us what we do with the access. Genesis chapter 13 verse number 9. I pray you respond to the word of God today. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 13 verse number 9 is not the whole land before thee separate thyself I pray thee from me if thou wilt take the left hand then I will go to the right or if thou depart to the right hand then I will go to the left and Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan and that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah even as the garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt as thou comest unto Zor. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated themselves the one from the other. I read a lot there in the text. Lots go, a lot of things is going on there. But I pulled something simple out of that text to talk to you about this morning. Very simple. And what I want to talk to you about this morning is this topic. I will. I will. Abraham gave Lot the choice. Look, what do you want to do? Lot said, I'm going to go this way. Abraham said, if you go this way, I will. If you go that way, I will. Father, have your way. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for what you are doing already in the midst of us. Lord, we endeavor to yield to your power and we endeavor, Lord God, to obey your instructions. Father, have your way. Let your spirit overshadow us. Break the invisible chains that they will fall. Loose the strongholds out of our life, Lord God, that we can be free. In our minds, Lord, loose the strongholds that we can be free. Have your way in this place. Miracles, signs, wonders, demonstration. Let it be so in this place today. We ask you these things in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I will. It was not John Bunyan's most famous work. But in a lesser known work, he wrote of a castle. It's called Mansell. An abbreviated way of saying man's soul. Bunyan compared this castle with the human soul. Mansell. He depicted the walls of the castle of Mansell as impregnable. 
They simply could not be conquered. The only entrances, watch this, the only entrances to Mansoul were through the five gates in those walls. What are those five gates? He described it as this, the ear gate, the eye gate, the mouth gate, the nose gate, and the field gate. He's trying to understand some things and communicate some things to us about this castle that he called Mansell. That it's like the soul of man. And the only way you can get in or get out is through the gateway. And I'm here to tell you today that all of us in this place have a soul that is inside of us. And it's up to us how the soul can be accessed. Because it can only be accessed by the gateways. Eye gate. Ear gate. Mouth gate, nose gate, field gate. Bunyan was not alone in this comparison. Other writers, preachers, saints of God have taken this analogy of a soul as a castle and expanded upon it. Charlotte Mason, an educator, who lived in the Victorian area or era and was considered the founder of homeschool movement was perhaps the most noteworthy contributor. Her collection of writings about Mansoul and the power behind it still intrigue people today. Mason said that Mansoul has a power within. Hear me now. The power of a soul lies in the will of the man or the woman. She called the human will the ability, hear me clearly, she called the, hu- the, the human will the ability to choose. The prime minister of Mansoul is what she called the human will. Will is second only In the power and authority to the king. Within the soul, the will gives orders to open and close the gates. You're not following me here. The will give orders to open or close the gates. Eye gate. Ear gate, nose gate, feel gate. And so I'm here to tell you this morning, as much as we want to think that the things that goes on in our life, how we handle them, it's outside circumstances that dictate. I'm here to tell you this morning, there is no outside circumstance that dictate what happens in your life. It has to go through the gateways, and there's only five gateways that they must go through, and you are the keeper. Your will is the keeper of those gateways. In a sense, a person's will 
is the key to the soul. Remember how you got a soul. Your soul is divine. The Bible says, and God breathed into man's nostril, and man became. So by God's breath is how we became. Man didn't make us. Hands didn't make us. Dirt made up our body, but our soul directly came from God. It wasn't the dust of the ground that made your soul. The dust of the ground made your body that houses your soul. Your soul is divine. Your soul lives on forever. It never dies. Why is that possible? Because God lives forever. Always existed. Always will exist. And whatever comes from him, same thing. In a soul... It is the will that holds the resolve, that determines the future. What happens to us is important, but what happens to what happens to us is more important. How we choose to respond is very important. What we will or will not do or say is very important. Because your will is the prime minister. It is the governor of your soul. Each of us is given the power to choose. Just as Abraham gave Lot the choice to to choose, then he himself chose all of us. From the very beginning, beginning when God created man in the garden, he gave man the power to choose. This is why we still have problems today is because when God created us, he says, I'm giving you the power to choose will. He gave us that. Mm -hmm. We don't simply choose once, but we get to choose again and again and again and again. Various sources say that the average adult in America makes about 35,000 decisions a day. Presumably not many of those choices are made while we are sleeping. So that's about 2,000 choices per waking hour we make. God gave us the will, the power to choose. When we say, I will, we are making a choice between various alternatives. This is then a huge portion of our lives and a very important one. We always are choosing. We're always choosing. We're always choosing. That's life. Choices. This is why it's important. It's very important Remember the scripture says it's hard for a rich man to go to heaven. It didn't say it's impossible for a rich man to go to heaven. It said it's hard for a rich man to go to heaven. Why? Because that rich man have more choices than the poor guy or the poor woman. The more choices you have in your life, 
the harder it will be to go to heaven. So, so a lot of times we used to get offended because we, we, we're saying, well, I work hard and I earned this. Night. Nothing wrong with that. Just understand when you got a whole lot, you have a whole lot of choices, which makes it very difficult for you to focus on Jesus. Yep, we're quiet. And that's right. Because we have to process that now. And ask ourselves, how am I living my life? Am I putting a whole bunch of choices in my life to continue to choose, choose, choose? Because if I'm spending all my time making choices, where does Jesus fit into all that? Choice is a divine quality that God gave man. It's not a man quality. It's a divine quality that God gave man. The first 14 mentions of the words, I will, in Scripture, come from the mouth of Almighty God. Again and again, God said, I will. However, we read that mankind was created in God's image. Therefore, the divine image is partly expressed in our ability to choose. The human will is, according to Charlotte Mason, the controller of your passions. The human will is the controller of your emotions. The human will is the controller, the director of your desires. The human will rules the appetites of your life. And so when you stop and realize that it's all about the human will, when it comes down to my passions, when it comes down to my emotions, when it comes down to my desires and my appetites, it's all up to me what I do about it. Then now we have to stop and say, hold on, wait a minute. A lot of stuff that's that's going on with me is really on me. I know many of us have experienced abuse, mistreatment, hurt, pain, but it still comes down to what do I do about it. It still comes back to what will I will myself to do in my response to what has been done to me. Preacher, how can you say that? Jesus was on the cross. And they told him, says, if you're really the king of Israel, why don't you send some angels to come and get you down? Could he have done that? Why didn't he do that? Because he willed himself to not do that. And a lot of times we're, t- we're thinking, oh, you know, I just couldn't control myself. Oh, you can. You determine what you, determine what you want to do or what you don't want to do. Oh, you can. This is why I've said it many years, and maybe this is why this message is so important to me. I've said it for many years. We do what we want to do. So don't lie to nobody and give excuse as to why you didn't do it. Just say, I did not want to do that. Be man enough. Be woman enough. When you don't do something, just say, I didn't want to do it. Because what you wanted to do instead, that's what you did. We like to play the game. Well, you know, I had this to take care of, and I had, you don't think the other people that did it had something to take care of too? Just be man enough. Just be woman enough and say, I did not do that because I didn't want to do it. 
character is the result of conduct regulated by the will. Character is the result of conduct regulated by the will. The more you will yourself to do or not do, you develop character. Good or bad. (laughs) Willpower or the force of will is an incredible force within itself. For ages, men and women accomplish many things through willpower, for good or for evil. Mm-hmm. John, John Ron, a popular corporate speaker, says there are four emotions that leads to change. Four emotions that leads to change. The first emotion, disgust. Your disgust. You are like, I'm disgusted by this. That's one. What's the second one? Decision. You recognize that you have come to a fork in the road and you have to make one or two or one or three decisions. That's a part of it. The other one is desire. What do you desire? Very, very important part in the role of, the, of, of change. And the fourth one is resolve. Resolve is the one that deals with your will. What noble accomplishment has ever started without these two words? I will. I will pray. I will read my Bible. I will be a witness for Christ. I will love my neighbor as I, as I love myself. I will get involved in the church. I will teach a class or teach a Bible study. I will invite someone to church. I will disciple someone. I will change. I will apologize. I will love again. I will trust again. I will hope again. It's all in your control. Because you determine what gets in and what. We make a mistake when we discount the power of the human will. For no change begins until we exercise our God-given free will. Mm -hmm. Watch this. God himself respects the power of the human will. I'll give you some exa- I'll give you one example. Revelation 3 and 20. God says, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him." And dine with him and he with me. The one with all power will not force himself against your will. So often people come to church and they feel like God got to do something for them to get saved. No, God don't have to do nothing for you to get saved. 
God don't have to work no miracle for you to get saved. God don't have to do anything special for you to get saved. You have to decide if you want to be saved. He says, I stand at the door. You hear the preaching of my word? That's me knocking. You hear the preaching? You hear what I'm saying? I am knocking. You hear my word? I am knocking. Now it's up to you if you let me in. And you can let me in by the ear gate. You can let me in by the eye gate. You can let me in by the nose gate. You can let me in by the touch gate, the feel gate. You can let me in by the mouth, whatever way. This is why praise, oh, it's so different. Because if you let him in, guess what got to come out? He got to come out. This is why we praise him with our mouth. This is why we praise him with a dance. This is why we praise him with a shout. This is why we hear the words of God and we just worship because what goes in will determine what comes out. Only through the will of a person and the choices made will the Lord Jesus Christ enter a life as revelation taught us. We just read it reveals that but there's a big but That's also true for the enemy. The enemy can't get into your life unless you let him in. You ever heard the Bible talk about? uh, Be careful not to give Satan a foothold. We're We're leaving doors open for him to get in. And and the struggles become real, as we like to say, because we let doors open for him to get into and mess with our soul. One of the reasons why they compared the soul to a castle is because there's a war going on in the castle that was described by Mansell. There's a war that was going on that Bunyan was trying to refer to. And so it is when it comes down to our soul. There is something happening to try to get control of our soul. The devil wants to get control of your soul but God said I gave it to you and only if you allow me will I take control of it oh it's real it's real what you're letting in is what you're dealing with what you're letting in is what you're dealing with let me show you why it's true that the devil himself have to get permission in Mark chapter 5 Verse number one, it says, and they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship immediately, there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chain had been plucked asunder by him and the feathers broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him because he was possessed with a devil. No, no, not with a devil, with legions of devils. And so the devils was controlling him. He couldn't do anything. The devils just, and then when, when he was bound, break the chains off, he was just a beast untamed. Verse 5 says, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. 
But here comes the key verse. But when he saw Jesus, he ran and worshipped. Tell me how does that work? That all that time he'd been bound and the devils was controlling him. But when he saw Jesus, he says, I got to go to him. And the Bible says he went to Jesus and he bowed down and he worshiped Jesus. I'm here to tell you, no matter how many devils have got a hold of you, no matter how bad the situation is, if you will yourself to say, God, I got to get out of this. God, I'm tired of this. God, this is unacceptable. God, I can't live like this. God, I need deliverance. And if you come to that place and you will yourself to go to the feet of Jesus, you can be free. You can be free. It's all about if you will will yourself to, to, to go before the Lord and give the Lord access to your life. It's all about you willing yourself. God can't just come do something for you. You still have the control whether you respond or not. Remember the ten lepers? God healed ten lepers. And they got healed and they went their way. The Bible says one came back. What would happen to the other nine? Why they didn't come back? Because they didn't want to come back. It's just that simple. They didn't want to come back. But the one says, man, I, I can't help. I got to go back and let the Lord know how much I appreciate what he has done for me. I, I got to go back uh, and worship him. I got to go back and show appreciation. You don't have to do it. But you can do it if you want to. The demoniac. Filled with a legion of devils ran to Jesus. Not even a legion of devils could hold the power of one man saying, I will. That's how powerful your will is. That not even legions of devils can stop you when it's time to go to Jesus. Now, I'm kind of crazy because I try to think deeper than I should sometimes. But here is some more deep thinking that maybe it's not true, but this is just me going with it. I believe that once you will yourself that you really want to, again, God knows your will. You can't lie. You you, You can't fabricate. You can't pretend. God knows. And I believe the day any one of us make that decision, that choice, To go to Jesus, Jesus just look at them devils and says, I wish you would. So while you were fighting with them, while you were battling, the Lord was just sitting back because the Lord is saying, until you want to be free from them, until you want to get loose of them, until you want to go and serve me, I can't do anything. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I'm knocking. But until you get up off the couch and open the door and let me in, there's nothing I can do. (laughs) It will never be the enemy that decides if you fail or succeed. The devil cannot decide whether you fail or you succeed. You decide that. Because... Here's the truth. Once you make up in your mind and choose the Lord, he says, I will fight your battle. 
this is why we're saying this. That you don't have to worry anymore about fighting your own battle when you decide, I am going to go to Jesus. I am going to go surrender my life to the Lord. I am going to go live my life for the Lord. Once you decide to do that, you don't have to fight your battles anymore. All you have to do is keep making the right choice. All you have to do is keep making the Jesus choice. That's all you have to keep doing. And he will fight your battles. So we don't have any excuse. Here, here is one of the excuses we like to use. Well, I would give my life to God, but I'm just going to go back out and do whatever I want. <laughs> you, you have already determined you're going to do wrong before you give your life to God, huh? I'm just going to go give my life to God. And you discount the power of God. Because that's all you're really doing. Because you're saying, once I surrender my life to God, the devil is stronger than God. He's still going to get my life and do all kind of stuff. Is that, that's what you're saying. I'm not going to get saved today because I'm, I know tomorrow I'm just going to do thus, thus, and thus. Well, well, listen to the preacher today. Listen to the word of God. If you will choose Jesus today and be honest, not choose Jesus because you're under pressure. Don't choose Jesus because you're feeling pressure. Don't choose Jesus because, oh, you should have heard uh, Clifford, Clifford Reed out last night. Uh, if he preached, poor, you know, if I bring Brother Reed out to preach to y'all, y'all will never come back to church. Because Brother Reed out, according to Scripture, because he just goes straight according to Scripture. And we know how to bend Scripture to make ourselves feel good. And Brother Reed, I talked about last night, there's only one reason for us to go to Jesus. So we can know him. Let me tiptoe. You see what I mean? This is why he couldn't preach here. So I let, I let people talk a lot of times about, you know, what they believe. And I kind of just let it sit there. Because I don't want to be Mr. Know-it-all and try to correct everybody. But the truth of the matter is, God just wants for you to know him. Because if you come to know him, that will dictate your actions. But unfortunately, ah, I'm going through, I'm going to go to church. Will God help you? Yes, he will. But what's going to happen is, you're always going to be going through. You're always going to have something going on. So if we're just going because we are going through and there's stress, we're always going to come to church and every day just crying, God, help me, God, help me, God, help me. But if I give my life to God because I want to know him and I want to have a relationship with him, that changes the game. Let me go in a field that, I, that, I, that, that has nothing to do with this message and come right back out because Brother Reed, I touched it last night. Some of the, the old-time preachers that understand this will say this, and I think some of us turn them off. We don't like it because it don't feel good. But Brother Readout, from the day I met him, he loved to say this, according to Scripture. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. That's the word of God. Look it up. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. So, he went down the road a little bit with that, and I said, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. 
but he did it anyhow. Here's what he did. When you are married, we want to base our marriage on he loves me and she loves me. We want to base it on how they treat me. But Brother Readout said, that's all good. But at the end of the day, you made a commitment before God. This is your yay. Can I come up? At some point, and as you get older, you will realize that at some point, that's all that really matters. I made a commitment. I keep my commitment. Because I wanted to find out. I've seen this many times, and, and I asked the question, why when people get married, I've seen this. This might not be you. I'm just giving you an example of what I've seen. They get married. And the person that says this, I can't take this anymore. I got to get out of the marriage because he or because she is blah, 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 blah. Every time somebody says that and go about their ways, they never end up living for God. And that was something that always messed with me. Well, God, people can, and I know, yes, people can get back on track and they can do that, but somehow... Many struggle to get back on track. And I heard it last night. Y'all might not have picked that up, but I, my mind worked a little different sometimes. And so what I picked up was because they said yay and made a commitment before God. And now they're not following through with that commitment. And Brother Reed, I said it this way. When you make a commitment to God and you don't keep it, where do you go from there? That's how he answered my question about that. Where do you go from there when you decide that you had made a commitment before God and you decide, I'm not keeping this commitment anymore? Where do you go from there? It can't be any place good. Because in God is where you made the commitment. So now, when you said, I'm not doing that, where are you going? And the only way you can get that is by going back to God and say, forgive me, Lord. Now, I'm not crazy and my head is not in the sand that sometimes the situation get crazy. And, and sometimes you can't live with that person anymore. Hear what I just said? Underline the word live. It gets crazy. You can't live. So you got to separate. I'm leaving it right there. It will never be life circumstances that determine if you are saved or not saved. It will be according to your will. So if you're not yet saved, you don't want to get saved. Don't pretty it up. Don't try to explain it away. When God roll up on you and says, it's time. Now, it takes a lot for God to, and nobody comes to the door and he says, well, I like to go door knocking to tell people about Jesus. And sometimes, this is really good, I'm knocking on the door and I see curtains move. 
I'm still knocking. They won't come. And I slide a track in the door. Don't know what they do with it, but I slide a track in the door. That's how a lot of us do with Jesus. We slide the curtain. Nah, I ain't ready for Jesus yet. And how do you know you will ever be ready for Jesus? I cannot risk that. I cannot be in my right mind and says I'm not ready for Jesus and think that there will come a time where I'll be ready and I'll get saved and I'll be right. I don't think I'm bold enough to do that. The prodigal son said, I will arise and go to my father. The woman with the issue of blood, if I may touch the garment, I shall be made whole. Her will moved her to reach and touch. Jesus said, who wills to do his will shall receive the knowledge they desire. When our will aligns with God's will, powerful things happen. I'm about to finish here. Give me about seven more minutes. In Luke chapter 9 verse 57. Here is a good one. For you strong Christians, when you will yourself to do something, God's going to test you. This is why some of us are frustrated because we think that we've made a decision to do the right thing. And as soon as we get a test, because God is trying to show us that we really didn't make the decision. We were just thinking it. We just wanted it, but we never made the decision to do it. So he will test you so you can see what's going on. In Luke 9.57, the scripture says, And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man had not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. You hear this? Let me slow it down. This man said, Jesus said to the man, Follow me. This is some of us here. Come give your life to me today. Repent of your sins and get baptized today. You don't know what next week is going to bring. And if we die in our sins, we don't have a choice then. Your choice ends when you die. So to think that you know, ah, I got another week or so, you're being presumptuous. You're not God. Jesus said to the man, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go Thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at my house. Yo, y'all, I'm getting ready to follow Jesus. 
I'll be out in a little bit. I'm getting ready to follow you. So I just want you all to know that I'm out. I'm about to get serious. About to follow God. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. When he calls you, go. When he calls you, move. When he calls you, make the decision. Too many people come to the church and you're afraid to come to the altar and lay out and cry out and say, God, help me, repenting of your sins and surrendering your life. When he calls, you better move. When he calls, you better go. You don't know what tomorrow may bring. Somebody, you might not care about your soul. You probably don't care where you spend eternity. But if you care where you spend eternity, today is a word for you uh, that you have to will yourself to do what God is calling you to do. And it's not just for today. It's tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Can I keep it real for you? Why even come to church if you don't believe in this? Why even show up if you don't plan to, plan to, to, to listen to this? Why? Why? Why waste your time coming to some building and, and, and hear God's word when you have every intention to just go do what you want? Why? We see three times where Jesus tested human will. Each person said, Lord, I will follow you wherever you want me to go or wherever you go. But Jesus tested their resolve. To one, Jesus described the sacrifice of following him. To another, Jesus challenges priorities. To another, Jesus revealed all inclusiveness of what it must be to follow him. Listen to me. The testing separates wishes from wills. God's testing us when we claim we have made a decision. His testing us will separate our wishes from our will. Because will is definite. Will is done. But guess what? Everything else is just a wish if you don't do it. God's intention from sound decisions. So when God tests us, he is letting us see our intentions with sound, from sound decisions. Preferences from conviction. Because sometimes we just got a preference. It ain't no conviction. It's a preference. Feelings from commitment. You can have a feeling that I need to do that, but you still didn't make the commitment. That's why God tests us to say you're operating off some feeling that's leading you astray. You're operating off your preferences. You're operating off your intentions. You're operating off your wishes. You're not operating by your will because your will is strong and your will will make you make a choice. Simon Peter said, Lord, I will never leave you. Jesus knew that Simon's mouth did not match his heart. You see what I mean? Before the cock crow, you're going to deny me thrice. He wanted him to see, listen, man, you had great aspirations. Guess what, man? You had wishes. 
You had intentions. I think Simon Peter had good intentions. Good intentions doesn't matter if you don't make the choice. If you don't make your will choose, you can have all the good intentions in the world. Doesn't matter. Preferences doesn't make a difference if you don't make the choice and do what you need to do. So God tests Simon Peter will. Mm -hmm. Jesus told him that Satan had desired to have him to sift him as wheat. Jesus promised, however, to pray for him that his faith fail him not. It seems that when testing comes, only faith in the Lord Jesus Christ will keep our intentions intact that we may act in harmony with God. Only faith. We have intentions. But only by our faith will we choose and make a decision. And so if the decision is not happening... Maybe faith is absent and we're not using our will. Watch this. I believe in the sun even when it isn't shining. This is how we're going to get tripped up for all the excuses that we make to God. This is how we're going to get tripped up because like me, many of you believe in the sun even when it don't shine. So stop telling us You believe in God, but when you don't feel God, all of a sudden you don't believe in God. I believe in love even when I don't feel it. I believe in God even when he is silent. Stop being like children when God gets silent that we all, you know, getting all, you know, worked up and thinking that God has forgotten about us or God has turned his back on us or God don't love us anymore. Why? Because he's silent. Because he won't talk to you when you want him to talk to you. I don't know about you, but I got plenty of times. My poor wife, she she got more strength than me in this area. Because when I decided to stop talking to my kids, I ain't talking to them. Dad! Dad! I'm good. They know I'm downstairs. They know where I am. But I'm not answering them. That, they don't think they don't have a dad anymore. But why do we think when God don't answer us, we don't have a God anymore? He don't love us anymore. He's not working on our behalf anymore. Why? Because he won't answer. So we decide we're going to stop living for God because he won't answer. We decide we won't live for God because he won't answer. God, if you will do this, I'll serve you. That is not good. That is not good that we telling God, if you don't do this, I'll, if you do this, I'll serve you. <laughs> Help us, Holy Ghost. I'm finishing up here. Charlotte Mason said that people tend to assume that the will acts automatically. Your will don't act automatically. That, is, that assumption is faulty. Your will does not Act automatically. Every voluntary action comes from an exercise human will. Every action came willingly from you. Every one of your actions. (laughs) That's why Jesus commanded each time we pray to align our will with his. 
thy will be done. Let your will be done. Your will be done on earth. Actually, that's not what it says. He says, your will be done in earth. Because God is so deep and so amazing. The physical human being is earth. You were made from dirt, your body. So when, so when you said, let your will be done in the earth, you're talking about yourself as well as... This is how good he is. He is so far beyond our understanding, our comprehension. When we pray, God, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We're saying, God, we want whatever you want. We want it to be done in our lives and we want it to be done in the earth. If there's peace in heaven, which it is, we want peace in the earth. If there's righteousness in heaven, we want righteousness in us. He's covering both situations. The human being and the earth. Thy will be done in earth, not on earth, in earth. Each day we ought to pray that his will, not ours, be done. Then we align our will with his will. Our will is powerful, but God's will is all powerful. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, you can stand to your feet. The Bible says, and he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless. Not as I will. You know what's interesting about that? Jesus Christ is God manifest in flesh. But as human, he still had to submit to God's will. And if Jesus is here in earth showing us as the example that no matter what. You ready for this? You ready for this? Even until death, we're supposed to be saying that. Because we, 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 we think when the situation gets dangerous, we get afraid to pray. But when Jesus prayed that prayer, he was on his way to death. And he said, Father, not my will, but thy will. Even on my way to death. I'm still wanting God's will to prevail over my will. Even unto death. And so I need to make sure, even in death, I'm saying that. I ask God today, what is it that he wants to accomplish in our lives through this message? Here's what I feel like he put in my heart to say to you. Jesus wants us to align our will with his will. Jesus wants us to align our will with his will. 
too many Christians, too many saints of God, too many people who say they are the church. Too many are living their life however they feel and however they want and expect the favor of God to be in their life. That's my question I asked God this morning. What do you want to accomplish? That was his response. Too many of us that we say we're Christians, we say we're saints of God, we say we're believers, I'm part of the church, but we're still living our life however we feel, however we want, and we still want his favor, and it doesn't work that way. He said, I gave you a will that you're fully in control of, that I will not infringe upon it. I gave you a will, and you can make yourself come in alignment with my will. It's up to you. It's not up to him. He will always do what he's supposed to do. But until we do what we're supposed to do, we will not see his will be done in us as he would have it to do. Listen to me. God can use you anyhow he wants to use you. But you want him to use you that it may edify and benefit your life as well. God can cause you to prophesy his will and we still not be in a good relationship with him. God can cause you to speak a word and we still not be in good relationship with him. What you want to accomplish is you want to be in alignment with his will that you're benefiting from whatever he's doing in you and through you. And when you have it like that, then it's whatever he wants to do. Because guess what? I'm benefiting from whatever he's doing through me. Remember the scripture? Lord, Lord, did we prophesy in your name? Lord, Lord, did we cast demons out in your name? Depart from me for I never knew you. So God can work in anybody's life however he wants. That has nothing to do with where we stand with him. How we know where we stand is when we come in alignment. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And even when we say thy will, it doesn't happen automatically. We have to now realize that we've prayed the prayer, thy will be done in us as it is in heaven. And now we have to make ourselves come in alignment with his will. Just simply, his will says, fail not to assemble yourself. His will says, you need to pray always. His will say, we need his word every day. Give us this day our daily bread. His will says, you must be holy as I am holy. His will says, you must be righteous. Put on righteousness because guess what? We're not righteous. These are all his will. And we have the power to choose to exercise coming in alignment with his will. And when we come in alignment with his will, we are in harmony with him. If you today know there's an area in your life that you need to bring into alignment with God, why don't you come to the altar? Why don't you come and ask God to do something in you so you can align yourself with his will?
so you can allow God to bring you in alignment with his will because guess what? If we don't get in alignment with his will, we're just going to be spinning our wheels. Before you leave here today, I believe God wants to deliver. I believe God wants to set free. Somebody told me earlier they saw the, 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 the anointing of God flowing from the top all the way down upon us. And guess what? God wants to break invisible chains. Church, it's time to get real with God. You cannot, we cannot just keep playing games with ourselves, putting on the church behavior. And guess what? Nothing is changing. And then we look to God like something is wrong with God because we put on the church behavior. But we didn't seriously, sincerely make a decision by doing something. We got to stop it. We got to stop it. We got to start doing something because we can't get it right unless we do something about it. God is not going to be a magician. He's not going to be a magician. If you surrender by doing what surrendering is, then God will work on your behalf to do the impossible. But you have to surrender the right way. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Jesus. Don't let this let this opportunity pass you. I went on for two days. Can't sleep because the word of God was in my soul. When God put a word in you, it's hard to rest because the word consumes your mind. The word consumes your entire being and you can't do anything on your own. You're trying to sleep and you can't really sleep. You're tossed and turning because God is working and you are committed to Him. You have surrendered to Him. Many of us have needs in here today. under God's authority and God will give you authority. So what this looks like is you're going to say, God, I'm going to do your will. And when you say, God, I'm going to do your will, I'm going to obey you. You can lay hands on your daughter-in-law. Not pastor. You. Because this has nothing to do with us. It has to do with the power of God. And you can lay hands on her. Don't be intimidated and don't be afraid. You say, I surrender to you, Lord, and you just go. And in your quiet, still way, just touch her or hold her hand and say, Father, by the authority of your word and the power of your name, eradicate this disease, eradicate this sickness. Then you say, Father, by the authority of your word and the power of your name, bind my family close together that we will be one, that we will live for you, that we will walk according to your statutes and according to your word. I want you to just surrender and submit to God and then begin to declare God's will for your family, for your daughter-in-law. He will do it. It's all about the submission. It's all about us saying, God, not my will, but thy will be done. 
Father, touch Sister Joan right now. And let an anointing come upon her like she's never experienced. Let the power of God overshadow her. And let the Holy Ghost power work in her and through her. That as she opened her mouth, Lord God, she will speak by the will of God. She will speak according to your power and your authority. And that God, we will see miracles, wonders, and signs in the name of Jesus. Touch her, Lord God. Touch her, Lord God. Touch her, Lord God. From the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. I pray an anointing. I pray your power will move in her life, oh God. That she will see the glory of God as she opens her mouth and speak by your spirit, by your word, and as your oracle. I pray, Father, that you will give her the passion, that you will give her the burden to do your will. In the name of Jesus. 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 Let the Holy Ghost power flow in your life. Let the Holy Ghost power flow in your life. Don't underestimate God's power in your life. Let Him flow in your life. Will yourself to let God flow in your life. Call those things that are not as though they were. God has power in you. Shut up. Ready to flow in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Declare God's will. Declare God's will. Nothing, nothing can stop God's power. Nothing can stop God's will. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray your favor right now. I pray your favor right now upon Brother Jackson, Lord. Let your favor be upon him, Lord, as he surrender and submit to your authority and to your power. I pray, Lord God, that you will move upon him and that, Lord, his will will be submitted to your will. His will will come in alignment with your will. He will make that choice to bring his will in alignment with the will of God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Your will be done, Lord. Father, touch Kendrick. Father, touch Kyle. And I pray that the power of God will bring them, Lord God, to the place of that fork in the road. That they will make the decision to follow you, to obey you, to submit to your authority, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus that the will of God will be done in their life, Lord God. That they will make the decision to do your will. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Man of God, it's up to you. It's up to you, man of God. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. Declare God's will and submit to God's will. Do what God says do. God says, I've got blessings. I've got favor ready to bestow upon you. But you must decide. You must make the choice. You must decide to bring your will in alignment with my will. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and speak. God has put thoughts in your heart. God has put words in your mouth. He says, open your mouth and speak it. Because when you speak it, you let something out in the atmosphere. When you open your mouth and speak, you speak the word of God and you put it out in the atmosphere. He says, don't be intimidated. Don't you concern yourself with anything. Speak my word. Come in alignment with my word. Come in agreement with my word. And I will show you my hand. I will show you my glory. Come in alignment with my purpose. And I will show you. God says, save yourself from this untoward generation. He says, you have to bring yourself in alignment with him in order to help everybody else. You cannot help everybody without the power and the strength of God. He says, you will help them when you have my strength working in you. When my power is working and flowing in your life, that's when you will be able to significantly help people. Now, today is the day you surrender yourself. Today is the day you repent of your sins and come in alignment with me. And I will work in you. That others will see the light. That others will be saved. That others will be delivered. That others will be made free. Ah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. 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 Church. Will you let this day be different? God spoke to you. I know God spoke to you. He spoke to me before he spoke to you. And if he spoke to me, I know he spoke to you. Let this day be different. Let this message be different. Let something change in your life today. Tomorrow is not promised. Let something change today. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the authority of your word, and the power of your name. Lord, let this message resonate, be clear in the hearts and minds of your people that they will make decisions to come in alignment with your purpose, with your will. Somebody that is here today, if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you can come today, repent of your sins, be baptized in Jesus' name. God can fill you with his spirit if you will just make that decision. If you will make up in your mind, if you will come in alignment with his will, God will do a miracle in your life. But you must make the decision to do his will. Oh, ha. hallelujah. Father, have your way in this place, in the lives of your people, in the hearts of your people, in the mind of your people, that we will never be the same again. We thank you for your word. We thank you for deliverance. 
We thank you for salvation. We thank you for your goodness, your kindness, your patience. We thank you for your favor towards us. Now, God, we go in the name of Jesus. We go in the complete peace of God, in your righteousness. And we go in faith. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.